It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to Native Esports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter for AtoZSports.com. And we are Nashville's on-demand sports.network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. And also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more great Titans content. I uh, got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help uh, all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, protecting your information online and get a two-week free trial with our link, aura.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three locations across the mid-state, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. They are online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, here we are going into December 27th. Two games left in the regular season and an injury situation that was still up in the air with Will Levis. And uh, we'll talk more about what will actually happen with Will Levis tomorrow on Thursday once we see how the rookie quarterback goes through Titans practice today on Wednesday, and you'll be at St. Thomas Sports Park. But Sam, what's your take overall just on the Seattle Seahawks game? I haven't talked to you on air uh, in several days now since the Titans lost to Seattle in a game that they absolutely should have won. Uh, but how do you how are you feeling about this Titans team walking out of Nissan Stadium Christmas Eve night before you flew back to Chicago? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those games that is like the worst case scenario, pretty much regardless. I, I mean, like w- without Will Levis in there, it makes everything, you take everything with a grain of salt, right? It's like, oh, the Titans win. The Titans have a nice drive. You're like, yeah, but it's Ryan Tannehill throwing to Chris Moore. Like, how much do we really care about that versus like, oh, Will Levis getting the ball to trailing Burks down the field. Like, oh, that that's something right there. Uh, overall, the Seahawks game to me is a, kind of an example of what the Titans have been all season, which is a team that is able and capable enough to muddy enough games to stay in really close games, mm-hmm. uh, can do a really good job of scoring points when they absolutely need points to take a lead. But at the end of the day, don't have good enough players to finish games in the style of football in which they play. Like I said, they muddy up some of these games. They make them low scoring. Uh, They can do a tremendous job sometimes defensively of keeping an opposing offense off the field and give their team a huge opportunity to win. I think in that second half, they had a six-minute drive that they punted the ball. It was like six and a half minutes where they gained 30-something yards and then punted. (laughs) And I'm like, this is a classic milk the clock, chew this clock. Let's just see if we can survive to the 60th minute. And then push comes to shove and you kill drives with false starts. You uh, give up a defensive holding penalty on third and 14. 
you extend drives by doing so, and you ultimately allow the Seahawks to punch the ball into the end zone and take the lead. So it was just kind of like a culmination of all of the things the Titans have struggled with throughout the season grouped into one. And it was another game that you just look at and say, yeah, you let that one get away. It's kind of inexcusable to lose that one, but you don't have good enough football players to execute in a position where you have the lead. Yeah. And so Jack and I talked yesterday and it sounds like you have your answer to the question was, is it good coaching that keeps the Titans games close or is it bad coaching that loses games late? It sounds like you're on the good coaching to keep it close. And then the bad players can't make those plays late to win. Yeah. I I look at how they're losing the games, which is, those false start pre-snap penalties, these defensive holding penalties where a guy's getting beat deep. And those are not things that a coach controls. Those are not things that a coach is instructing their players to do uh, by, by any means. So uh, yeah, it comes down to execution at some point and execution by the offensive line on that last drive, not to not let Tannehill get sacked execution by Ryan Tannehill to get rid of the football uh, and not sit back in the pocket and hold on to it forever. I think when you see a Titans team missing as many key guys as they were, and it was a long, long list of guys that were out, stay in a game with a Seahawks team that is probably going to the playoffs in the NFC. Uh, I think that is good coaching, keeping them in that game and finding a way to keep it close, and then just the lack of execution late. Amnesia says... Uh, I can't be the only one who thinks that game was lost intentionally. Look, it's not lost intentionally. And I said this in the post game show tanking in the NFL is playing guys in the secondary, like Terrell Edmonds and Trey Avery. Now, sometimes Terrell Edmonds makes a play at the goal line on DK Metcalf and the Seahawks kick a field goal. But most of the time, Trey Avery gets beat by DK Metcalf and the Seahawks win. It's not that Trey Avery or Terrell Edmonds are trying to lose the game. It's just that you play lesser players and more often than not, they will lose those one-on-one reps and DK Metcalf wins more one-on-one reps than he loses. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that's exactly right. It's about your rotations and, you know, you get late in the year, you, you are a team that is out of contention. You're more inclined to do some defense, defensive offensive substitutions and rotations that get guys that are practice squad guys. I mean, we're watching that offense and it's like, they had one play that they were in a heavy set, like 14 personnel or something with one wide receiver. And it was Colton Dowell. And it was like the classic Cody Hollister, like, like heavy formation where it was like, mm-hmm. you've only got Cody Hollister. And we're like, Oh, run. And then they ran <laughs> the ball. Um, but I mean, you've also got like, they're in trips and the wide receivers are Colton Dowell, Mason Kinsey. And like, I mean, just not the Deandre Hopkins trailing yeah. Burks like sets that you would have like visioned at the beginning of the year. And so that is where the tanking part of this comes from the Titans perspective is getting people opportunities that normally wouldn't get opportunities, but the players are still trying to win. The play callers and coaches are still trying to call a game that's competitive. Um, You're just less likely to execute when that's what your football team looks like, which I think is also crazy that they stayed in that game. Yeah, given that situation, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, and not to get too far off topic here, and he just says, come on, uh, the offense was moving the ball with ease all game long. They would have stopped trying and punt the ball. That game was clearly lost intentionally. I, you know, I don't think that's necessarily the case uh, there, uh, but we'll talk about this uh, you know, throughout the next 10 days as Sam I mean, saying. if you want to know, if you want an example of why teams not losing games intentionally, look at the New England Patriots. This past weekend, uh, Christmas Eve night, playing a game in Denver against the Broncos team that had been red hot and absolutely needed a win for their playoff hopes. And the Patriots get out to a huge, huge lead. The game looks over. And then it seems like the Patriots are trying to give this thing away. Like, oh, the Patriots are throwing this game away. They're tanking this game. They realize that if they win, they can't get Caleb Williams or Drake May. They're going to let Denver sneak out of here with a win. And then when their backs are up against the wall, Bailey Zappi leads them down the field. Chad Ryland kicks a 56-yard field goal. The Patriots and Austin loses up. his parlay. Huh? And Austin, Austin loses, loses his parlay. His parlay. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Patriots lost uh, their chance at a franchise quarterback in the NFL draft. So I'm sure Patriots fans are not too happy with the result of that game. And, you know, you can point to it all you want and say, like, it looked like, right, Bill Belichick and the Patriots were maybe, like, going a little conservative, trying to give Denver an opportunity to get back in that game. Not the case. When push comes to shove, you try and play to win, and uh, that's what the Patriots did, and it's going to cost them, but they won. And, uh, you know, if you're on the if you're a player on the New England Patriots right now, you don't care. No, no. Bailey Zappi didn't care about Drake May at all. All right, so let's get to this topic because Will Levis cares about playing. And uh, Mike Vrabel said yesterday that he'll, he'll practice today to some extent. We'll see how he's at, uh, where he's at with the ankle injury, and then if Will Levis will play against the Texans. And the Titans are stuck here between the rock and a hard place of needing to play their rookie quarterback a couple more times for those valuable reps. But he's the best quarterback on the roster that gives you a chance to win games. And if you win games, you lose draft pick spots, right? So right now we'll share the, the graphic here uh, is that you've got the Titans slotted at seventh overall in the NFL draft five and 10 with the chargers and the giants. And we'll explain uh, this more uh, as we go into this of the tiebreakers and strength of schedule and everything, but the Titans are sitting right here. So we're going to hear from Will Levis on his thoughts of where the Titans are in a rock and a hard place. But first, I can tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plan. A lot of times you can be in a rock and a hard place with your health coverage. You need the coverage, but you're having to pay a hefty price. Not with Farm Bureau Health Plan. They can help you out and free you from that situation by getting better coverage for a lower rate. That's exactly what Zach and several people at A to Z Sports has done over the last several years is join the Farm Bureau Health Plan's team and join the family to get better coverage and the right coverage for you in whatever your situation may be, but also lower that rate because Farm Bureau Health Plans has been helping out Tennesseans for over 75 years and they have the right connections in the right way for you to have the best health coverage in your situation for you at the right price too. So don't sweat over it. In the new year, make a change. Save some money and get better uh, coverage as well. Farm your health plans, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM 
and you can get up to $1,500 back in the form of a bonus bet into your account if your first bet doesn't win. Whatever the amount is that you put on that first wager, even if your bet loses when you use this bonus code, it goes back into your account in the form of a bonus bet for a second chance to win big. That's the best way to do sports gambling if you're looking to get into the space. So make sure you sign up with BetMGM and use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you get with the king of sportsbooks. All right. So Will Levis was talking last week about motivation for moving forward for the last three games, now two games after Levis did not play against Seattle. Here was Will Levis asked by Tron Davenport about the opportunity to roll momentum into the offseason. And Will Levis brought something up on his own. That's one thing we could definitely um, have on our horizon, at least for these next few weeks, is just to be able to have or build the momentum that we have throughout these past few weeks into next year. And even though we, you know, we can't make the playoffs, we know it'd be an opportunity to play spoil for some teams. And we just talked about all the different forms of motivation um, that we can all kind of source up, whether it's internal, external, um, you know, about the team, about money, whatever it is. Um, we're just trying to find those things to push us forward. And that being definitely one of the biggest ones of, you know, giving us confidence going into next year. Yeah, confidence going into next year seemed to be a theme in the locker room, Austin. I mean, it was something that I talked to Daniel Brunskill about a ton of like well, when we had the conversation last week about establishing a style and, and what the Titans offensive style was. And uh, one of the things that Brunskill mentioned was, hey, if we can establish a style and teach some of these younger guys how we want to play football, when we come in next offseason or next, you know, training camp next season, We'll already have built momentum, we'll have chemistry, we'll have confidence in our style and know more of who we are. So like playing in some of these games is essential to doing some of that. As you heard him mentioned, money, incentives for guys like DeAndre Hopkins, who are trying to hit some milestones to get some extra dough. And then uh, playing spoiler, two division teams, two division opponents coming up for the Titans with the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars both tied at eight and seven in a tight, tight, tight AFC South race. Well, you can hand a couple teams a loss and ruin their time. Something that I think the Titans and Titans fans would like to do a little bit. Yeah. We've kind of had this conversation in the past, but I think it'd be fun to go uh, into Jacksonville and, or I guess they're coming here week 18 either way and say, Hey, I know that you guys were hyped up to be the, the preseason darlings. You're the NFL's darlings. Well, guess what? You're out of the playoffs. Too bad. So playing spoiler is a legit thing the Titans could do here because the Titans have the Texans and the Jags who are both eight and seven. The Colts are also eight and seven. And if you look at who these teams play the last two weeks, the Colts play the Raiders and then the Texans. Jacksonville plays the Panthers and then the Titans. So if the Titans can win these games, there's a very good chance that the Titans finish two and oh that the Colts win the division. And I don't know if, well, if you beat either one of these teams, it, they, I mean, it essentially really makes it difficult for them. Like any, a win at this point with the schedule and the way the schedule breaks down would be a problem for any one of these teams. Right. So it is very fascinating because the Colts Raiders, Texans, uh, the Texans have Titans Colts and Jags go Panthers Titans, but, We don't know who's going to be at quarterback. It could be C.J. Beathard playing at quarterback against the Panthers for the Jags, too. So there's 
a lot of things up in the air. So Will Levis says they'd love to be able to play spoil for some of their AFC South uh, rivals here at the end of the season when they are out of the playoffs. So that's the rock and a hard place the Titans are in because they can either play Will Levis, have a chance to put good film on tape and more opportunity for the Titans and maybe knocking a, a rival out of the playoffs. But if they win a game, they're going to cost themselves draft picks. Because Sam, well, and I'll let you kind of explain the strength of schedule here. Well, just to real kind quick. Of, go ahead. Well, I, there's another element of this too, which is the obvious one. It's the elephant in the room, and that's Will Levis playing football. Will yeah. Levis playing football and playing football well and leading the Titans to a victory, uh, you know, is a huge, huge positive. I, I don't think there's any debate here, Austin. Like the Titans beat the Texans 13 to 10 in a game that Will Levis throws three interceptions really bad, like across the board. Will Levis playing poorly, the Titans somehow finding a way to win a game and costing themselves a draft pick sucks. Right. But, you know, there is a little bit of like twisting the knife that's in the wound. If Will Levis is playing really well, he's balling out, he's continuing to elevate his game as a rookie quarterback. You're playing spoiler for a division rival. Those are all things that uh, as a fan, like you have to get pumped up for. And that's where this sort of situation comes in, where it's like, hey, three touchdowns from Will Levis and a win over the Texans that ruins their playoff odds after all the smack that they talked two weeks ago or maintain draft position. That's a yeah. tough situation to be in. Like it's that's the rock and a hard place we talk about. No doubt. No doubt. So Sam, let's ask this question to the audience right now, because it is a rock and a hard place for these two team or for these two situations. And we've phrased this very specifically. What's more important for the Titans? Will Levis knocking the Texans Jags out of the playoffs or securing a top seven draft pick? Because it's Levis doing the dirty right. work it's not, and it's knocking not those. Well, Edmonds out. having a pick six in the fourth, like and bailing this team out. It's a Will Levis led win where he looks good and you knock the Texans or Jags out. Or that draft positioning that I know a lot of fans are looking at right now uh, and, and they find important. And Austin, you asked me to, you still want me to explain the strength of schedule. We can do that. We can do that. We can do the strength of schedule thing later on, okay. uh, but we'll, we'll get to, cause I want to get to some of these comments. So what is more important for the, uh, the Titans Levis knocking the Texans and Jags out of the playoffs or getting that top seven draft pick. Uh, but first I'm going to tell you guys all about our friends at aura or is where you should turn to protect your information online and you can get a two-week free trial with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Uh, they can find those data brokers, remove your information from those databases, and not allow those data brokers to profit off of selling your info to telemarketers and robocallers and spammers, so you don't have to deal with that on a daily basis. No more junk emails for lists that you never signed up for in the first place. Aura can help you out, and you get a two-week free trial with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Our sponsor, Aura, found 30 data brokers that were uh, profiting off of my information back in the spring, opted me out, took five or six days, and we're going to give you two full weeks free, 14 days right there once again with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code A-T-O-Z sports. 
Get up to $1,500 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, maybe you need to get a little skin in the game this weekend to make this Titans game more interesting for yourself. We'll do it with BetMGM and do it with the bonus code ATOZ Sports because when you use that bonus code, you can get up to $1,500 back into your account in the form of a bonus bet if your first bet doesn't win. Whatever that wager amount is, it's back into your account. A second chance to win big. Uh, so limited risk. That's the best way to do sports betting is with the king of sports books, BetMGM and BetMGM.com. All right, so Sam, I'll send you to the chat on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. The question, what's more important for the Titans? Will Levis knocking the Texans and Jags out of the playoffs or getting a top seven draft pick? Because if the Titans lose both games, they will be picking no lower than seventh. If they win a game, that could throw a big wrench into it. If they win two games and they're seven and ten like they were last year, they picked 11th last year, and so there's an opportunity to slide back quite a bit. But winning two games behind Will Levis could keep both the Texans and the Jags out of the playoffs. And then the Colts are still resetting, right? This is a this is like a, a, a weird year for the Colts because Anthony Richardson is the future, but he's not the now. And if they make the playoffs without their future, it's just kind of an awkward you know, weird spot for Indy to I be in. That, so. I do think that's the best case scenario for Titans fans of like who makes the playoffs out of this division. If you, if the, the Jags make the playoffs, right. It's another, like I told you, so we run the South Trevor Lawrence wins the division for the second straight year. Even if, you know, he doesn't play in a game week or two, I'm sure he'll be back for the playoffs. Um, and then it's more Trevor Lawrence and the Jags in the playoffs. That's going to get annoying. If it's the Texans, that's maybe the most annoying of the group, which is like uh, the Texans who now like have Tier Tart and have Robert Woods and like CJ Stroud is an awesome rookie quarterback. And they've been talking smack about the Oilers jerseys, that team winning the South. That's bad news. Mm -hmm. The Colts is kind of like, yeah, Jim Irsay is kind of annoying, but it's like, okay, have fun with Gardner Minshew in the playoffs like that. That's an awkward position. They'll probably get bounced in the first round if it's a Gardner Minshew Colts playoff run. And I'm not sure it changes anything for them next year, regardless, because right. it's like so much of a different team than what they're going to look like next year. Yeah, no doubt. So, so uh, to the chat we go. So what's more important for the Titans, right? That's it's how we're asking the question is important. We're not just asking you because we know you guys don't care, right? It doesn't affect your daily jobs and your job security. But what's more important for the Titans, Levis knocking out the Texans and Jags from the playoffs or getting a top seven draft pick? Sam, I'll send you the chat, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. We also need way more people to like the show that already have. So more people on Facebook and YouTube hit the, hit the like button. We need to see a lot more of those likes uh, rolling in, in here, but Sam, what's the chat saying uh, to this question? Uh, Darren says Levis could throw five touchdowns in a win. He'd still be mad. <laughs> Tony disagrees, says you played a win. Uh, Michael says we want Joe all Darren says the draft. We've got uh, the draft pick from Clayton draft from Stephen King draft from Daff and tighten up. Orlando thinks it's knocking the Texans and Jags out of the playoffs. Rooney says it's that top seven pick. Uh, so is Blake. Hello, ladies. Eric is on the draft pick. No question. Uh, Rashid says the draft pick. Uh, Nicole, Dylan Cole, uh, 
all on the same wave. Uh, Apollo says he just wants to beat the Jags. He wants the Jags out of the playoffs. Um, Zach says knocking the division rivals out of the playoffs will mean more. We've got Matt and Stevie both coming in saying it's the top seven pick. Alonzo's with them. Bork is with them. Curtis is with them. Uh, Jonathan points out that draft picks aren't guaranteed to pan out. So uh, it, it might not matter where you end up picking. Danny says draft pick because we need the type of O tackle that uh, Olu Fashanu or Joe Alt uh, look to be, I guess, which mm-hmm. I don't know. We, that's a separate conversation. Yeah, sure we'll get there. We'll get there. Good. We'll get there in due time. I feel like this was what everybody was like with Paris Johnson. And then we got to the draft and everybody was like, eh, eh. Well, like, I don't know. I just because they're the top tackle doesn't mean they're like a generational tackle. Um, it seems like the majority Austin kind of expected, but the majority cares more about the draft pick than they do winning the next couple games. Again, I think the thing that is being missed here to me it's less about the idea of being the spoiler for the Jags or the Texans. And it's more about the idea of what Will Levis does in the next two weeks and him playing top tier football. And if Will Levis looks really good and you're winning games yet, knocking them out of the playoffs, big bonus just for morale. But I think what it means for Will Levis and for the Titans moving forward that my answer, I, I think it's more important than a draft pick. I, I think Will Levis looking good, looking like a franchise quarterback, playing really well, uh, continuing to play well after the injury, bouncing back nicely, building momentum and morale for next season, gaining confidence. By the way, two games that nothing is really on the line for the Titans that they might let him, you know, have a little more freedom to throw it around. And, and you know, you're not necessarily – playing out of fear quite as much when you're five and 10. I think that is more important to this team. We hear it time and time again, but like the quarterback is the only thing that matters. It's the first thing that matters. Nothing matters until you get the quarterback correct. So we can hypothesize about Marvin Harrison Jr. or Joe Alt and Olu Fashano or whoever you want to hypothesize about the Titans drafting. Uh, None of it matters. If you don't get the QB right. So it's all about Will Levis to me. I'm worried about the draft pick later on. If he can look awesome and you can lose some of these games and like end up with a top five pick. Great. That's a, that's a huge, huge bonus, but I want to see number eight play good football first and foremost. Okay. So I, I also want to see Will Levis play games and, and we'll talk about that, you know, throughout the week, right after practice happens and we'll see where Levis is at. So this is really making me question my sports morals here, Sam. Hmm. Um, so I I do agree with the statement that you said that the quarterback is the most important thing. And it all starts and ends with the quarterback. And in this situation, Will Levis is the quarterback. Sam, if Will Levis, if Will Levis does not play another down this season. Lose. Lose. No, I'm, I'm, you jumped the gun on that one. But if, if Will oh, Levis well. does not play another down this season, are you still confident in his ability to compete for the AFC South in 2024? Yeah, for the most part. Is two extra games going to really alter your confidence meter that much 
it might prove it a little bit. Like, I mean, if, maybe not, maybe not me personally. I mean, like, you're talking to a Will Levis guy here, man. I'd like, he, but so I do I, think quarterback yeah. development two games might mean a lot and like the grand scheme of things about like what he's able to showcase, what he's able to do, the confidence that he's able to build, just seeing things that are different, trying things that are different. I mean, we kind of forget like for his age, Will Levis hasn't played a lot of football. Like, I mean, he was on the bench at Penn state for a a good chunk of time. He had two years at Kentucky. That was good experience for him. But like you come to the Titans and you have, uh, no training camp basically no preseason you got like two weeks of training camp before you went down for over a month then he sits as the third string for like the first eight weeks of the season now he finally gets his opportunity and plays now goes down again like I want to see week to week consistency and give him reps look and he needs reps I'm not saying he doesn't but I think what's going to help Will Levis the most is not the last two games of the season, and it's getting a bona fide left tackle or receiver in a top pick. So my official answer here is I think what's more important for the Titans is securing a top seven draft pick. And I'll go deeper into this, right? I'll let you answer sure. questions or ask me questions about it here in a second. Because if you are a top seven draft pick, the Titans are not in quarterback draft sweepstakes. There are two drafts every year. There's the quarterback draft and the everybody else draft. And if you are not in the quarterback draft, then you benefit from being up the board a little higher because you're not picking from that pot. So if the Titans are a top seven pick, that's a top five pick. You get a top five non-quarterback at worst in this draft. You probably are going to end up with a top five. If you lose out, I think you probably end up with a top five pick. Maybe that, like, I don't know, we'll talk about it. But, like, I think you probably will move up a spot or two if you lose out. Um, And then, yeah, you're talking about, like, hey, you've got the third overall pick of the rest of the field that's a non-quarterback or something like that. Yes, and Michael Snyder on Facebook says three quarterbacks will go top five. And if that happens, which, look, it's – it does happen. It happened this past April. And I don't know if it's going to be Heisman Trophy winner Jaden Daniels or or somebody else that joins uh, Caleb Williams and Drake May in that top five. That's only going to benefit the Tennessee Titans. If a quarterback drops to you, that third quarterback drops to you, then you have a major chess piece that you can use to get more picks and more uh, you know, ammo in this draft uh, with capital you can get by trading back. I think it is more important for the Titans overall to get a top seven pick in the draft because it's not just a top seven pick in the first round. It's a top seven pick on day two in the second round. And it's a top seven pick on day three where you get more control and power by picking high on the very beginning of those three days. And I think that's going to help Will Levis and the Titans more is having that type of control and ability to wheel and deal uh, by having a, a high, high draft pick. And if you if you win one of these games, maybe you lose out on a blue chip player, and that hurts Will Levis in the long haul. Well, let me ask you, a, I guess, a question, a contingency mm-hmm. to all of this. 
What if we made this question a scenario? Like, to, what if we said the two scenarios are number one, Will Levis plays really well, Titans spoil Houston and Jacksonville, or Will Levis stinks in some of these games, the Titans offense does nothing. He turns the ball over a couple times. They lose, and they get a top-five pick. Now which one are you taking? I, I, I'm, I'm okay with Will Levis stinking. I understand that there's – I don't – I don't. Uh, so I, your, I'm your not solution like gonna, to, like, the long term is, like, let's see if we can make the quarterback bad and lose games. No, I, I don't – like, I think the – I'm not going to spoil on Will Levis's future if he plays bad the last two weeks. Because I understand he's got the worst offensive line. He doesn't have the most reliable weapons around him. Like, I'm not, like, going to hold that against Will Levis's future by losing to the Texans and the Jags in the last two weeks of the season. In this situation. I, I, I think it's important how the rookie quarterback plays and how the rookie quarterback It, it is, but I also understand the uphill battle he's got, like he's, he's climbing up a hill and he's having somebody kick rocks off the top of it down. That so it's, that, I mean, but does that not make it even more impressive if he plays really, really well and wins some of these games? And sure. does that not bode even better for the Titans long-term? If you say he's got a bad offensive line and limited wide receivers, and he's still throwing three touchdown passes and beating Houston in Houston. Like that's great. It's great, but I'm, I still think the Titans can compete in 2024 now, regardless of what happens. I mean, I I do agree with that. I think their resources are, uh, you know, rich enough. They have enough resources here that they, I think that's absolutely a realistic. So I'd rather have those resources be better, have the salary cap resources and have the draft pick resources, and then put that together to go try to go get the AFC South next year. Regardless, I, I think winning a game in the next two weeks could really hurt you. Really hurt you. Yeah, I, hindsight, I guess. I mean, sure. I think there's yeah. a there's there's a there's probably a pretty good drop off between the top two tackles and Latham out of Alabama, right? Who might be a right tackle. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, a lot of people and I, I, I feel like this is really specific to the quarterback draft. The fact that like this tanking conversation is usually a quarterback specific conversation because I feel like with any other position, you come out of the regular assuming. All right, here's how the positions stack up, and oh, you just played your way out of this wide receiver or that wide receiver. This and. And then the senior bowl happens and the combine happens and, you know, all the pre-draft visits happen and the board shakes up so much where like, I'm not even sure, you know, who's going to be picked in that neighborhood no, you right don't. now where. And, and I'm not saying that you do. I'm not trying to get ahead of that. And so-and-so somebody's saying in the chat that I would be a terrible GM. Like, well, how, based off of what I've, I've said, okay, I'm, that's ridiculous. There's no basis to have that comment from. But I think the Titans would hurt themselves if they win one of these games because they would they could dramatically shift where they're picking from five, six, or seven to potentially nine, 10, 11. And I, that's not a space you want to be. That's struggling to get a blue chip player. That's where you draft guards. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I Okay, I guess. I, I uh, think 
I, I put I put a lot more stock in the performance of the QB, and I think winning matters for winning does matter. I'm not discrediting dudes. that. I I but winning down setting yourself up to win long term is more important. And I guess I'm only saying this because I feel good about where the quarterback is. Yeah, I feel confident in Will Levis moving forward. I don't need him to prove me anything. Now, sure. that's my own opinion. It could be and you're high on him too, and you want to see him more. I get that. But let's get to some super chats here and another comment from Jason that I want to address here too. But first, Sam, tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, they're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Don't fumble on your recovery. Go to the Bone and Joint Institute located out in Franklin for a state-of-the-art rehab facility uh, that you can you know, get anything you need done. I mean, uh, clinic, rehab, surgery, imaging, testing, it's all at one spot at the Bona Joint Institute. You don't have to drive all over middle Tennessee to go from appointment A to appointment B. It's a one-stop shop uh, with great care and great doctors. So go to the Bone and Joint Institute uh, to not fumble on your recovery and schedule an appointment with them at boneandjointtn.org. And with BetMGM, you always know you can win big with our bonus code ATOZ Sports to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. But BetMGM also invites you to enjoy all the hard hitting football action every Thursday with same game parlays. Just log in to your existing uh, BetMGM account and receive a same game parlay bet insurance token to use. Uh, so simply add that same game parlay on pro football with your token activated. If your wager loses, you'll receive your stake back in bonus bets. So go bigger with that same game parlay because you got the same game parlay uh, insurance right there with BetMGM. Uh, BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 or older, Tennessee only existing customer offer. All promotions, settled qualifications, or requirements, rewards issued, novel bonus bets, bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem, get store called Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. So Sam talking today about what's more important for the Titans. And this is a very important question to look at how it's worded, right? What's more important for the Titans? Will Levis knocking the Texans or Jags out of the playoffs or getting a top seven draft pick? Sam is going with Will Levis playing very well and knocking division rivals out of the playoffs the last two weeks. I side with, I've seen enough from Levis. I'm not going to hold bad play against him. If he does play in these last two, I think it's more important for the Titans to get a top seven draft pick. So I'm going to go to the super chats here. Uh, Andre has a couple. He says, Levis was hurt in camp, hurt about a month ago, and now hurt his ankle. Uh, we know what he is already. Let him heal. Benefits don't outweigh the risks. So he's not even wanting Levis to play uh, the rest of the games. And then Andre comes back against us. Playing spoiler will also spoil your chances at a blue chip player, which the Titans need. It won't make them worse or better. Nana Boo Boo is foolish. So I'll let you kind of all, but... like – like nana nana boo boo, we beat oh. you. You missed the playoffs. Nana nana boo boo is what. Well, yeah, I mean that doesn't mean as much to me. I just think for a team as a collective, winning football games with a rookie quarterback at the helm, being uh, able to build some of your identity as an offense and find success with Will Levis throwing the ball, for him to gain confidence, for him to just prove that hey bad ankle bad offensive line bad wide receivers except deandre hopkins i don't care i'm gonna still go ball out is the only important thing 
I think Titans fans should be rooting for week to week. I worry about the draft pick when it's all said and done. Like, it, unless – and personally, I don't think the dip from, like, picking seventh to ninth is going to matter much at all. Like, historically, there's not a ton of a difference there. Maybe not any difference there. In terms – like, in terms of the quality of player that you get in the output from pick seven to pick nine, far less significant. This is not – Hey, we lost the number one overall pick and now we drip, you know, drop to the number three pick. Uh, instead, this is a couple spots down in the top 10, probably, if you win another well, game. It, it's but, hard to know until the board is set sure. and where you could have been, right? Like, does it, we all agree the Dolphins game was great. That was a needed win. But if the Titans lost the Dolphins, they would be in a much different situation. Sure. The Titans I mean, would be up there in the top four or maybe, yeah, they would be fifth overall with, with not a far place to go down. They'd probably be top five. Yeah. I mean, sure. And, but like, let's look at last year, right? I mean, like the guy that went 11th overall, Peter Skaronsky, like 10th overall, if you could have jumped one more spot was like Darnell Wright. Is there a huge difference between those two guys where you like yes. all, all that? I I don't think there is necessarily. I mean, I mean, position value. Yeah. You draft a guard 11 versus a tackle 11, a right tackle versus a left guard. I don't know if Skaronsky a long right tackle is going not. to be way more expensive. I mean, so the let's, I, right, well then let's just guard. use that Darnell Wright pick, right? It, has there been a huge difference this year from Paris Johnson jr. To Darnell Wright, because there was like a five pick difference or six pick difference and where the two of them went. I'm not sure there has been. And, and so like, it, it could have been easy to say like, Oh, well we need to, to lose an extra couple games to get, the top guy at this position, but you don't know how the board shakes out and historically doesn't seem to make a huge difference. And so I just think when you're talking about picking seventh versus ninth versus 10th, like just go win football games, go let your quarterback play well, anything else kind of loser talk. If you don't want to lose, if you want to lose games and you don't want your quarterback to play well so that you can get a better draft pick, I don't know. You're probably not going to find success very quickly. Somebody also, said hey, we talk about free agency that we keep talking about. We want T Higgins to come here. We want Calvin Ridley to come here. Nobody wants to go play for a five and 12 losing team that like has a quarterback that kind of looks like crap down the stretch. They want to go to a team that's starting to build momentum. They want to go to a team that they can look at tape and look at results from the quarterback and say, that guy can ball out. So but they also, I think that you can, you can look at Will Levis balling out enough and then you can go, Oh, the Titans have $75 million of cap space. I, I'll go this there. Is a, this is a backpedal right here. This is how, you know, MB's on skates and he lost this, his opinion here. Cause he's saying now it's about the ability to trade out and get more picks. No, that's not what you were talking about. And you know, damn well, you're not talking about trading out of the number five pick. You were sitting here saying, let's get Joe Alt, Joe Alt, Joe Alt. I point out offensive linemen, then the big drop-off doesn't really matter at that point in the draft. Now you're like, oh, but now we want to trade out a number uh, five. No, I, look, I think it's it's op it's more options. Is it not? It's more options. Like it, sure. If you're picking higher, then you have more ability to use the board to your benefit the higher up you are. Because if you're fifth or sixth and – another team behind you a couple spots wants a quarterback 
and the top two quarterbacks are gone, you can slide back a couple spots to get so they can get their quarterback and you can get your guy a couple spots uh, later and pick up an extra pick to go help your special teams or go get an extra uh, depth piece at safety or corner in the fourth round because you moved back two spots. Sure, but right? I, there is something to that. Let's not pretend, though, that we're wanting to like root for the better draft pick for the sake of options. Every comment has been offensive no, lineman. Just, we need to get that yeah, top offensive that, lineman. But I, I brought it. Look, I brought it up when I said like I would rather have the top seven draft pick because it gives you more power, not just on day one, but if you're picking top five or top seven in the draft, you're picking high on day two and day three. What do you think happens after the end of the second round? They don't have the third round start for their 18 hours later. They're having conversations. GMs are calling each other. They're talking about how they can move up and down the board to, to better their whole draft class. The same thing happens after Friday night going into Saturday morning. They had the same type of conversations. And if you have one of those valuable picks to start the day, you've got some power there where you can go. This team has so many holes. We know it. It's not just a left tackle away that you're going to draft seventh overall. You also need four cornerbacks on top of three more offensive linemen, and then you probably need two receivers. And we're not even talking about safety. Who? What's the plan at safety after the year's over? Uh, Amani Hooker is honestly kind of a cut candidate based on the salary and what his contract situation is. Is the Nico Autry gone? Then what's going to happen up front between uh, Big Jeff, uh, Landry, and 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 uh, Arden Key? Like, there's so many. And you, you could use a fourth-round pick to fill one of those things I just said. That's that's the point there. More options, more opportunity, more savings. I feel like I'm Eddie George right now. But that's what sure. picking high enough can do for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, best-case scenario is that Will Levis balls out and, like, somebody like Trey Avery, i.e. the Seahawks game, right, like blows it and like they lose 35, 31 and Will Levis throws four touchdowns. That's the best case scenario. But it, I don't know if I'm looking at it from the lens of QB plays well and you win or QB plays bad and you lose, I'll take the win and the better quarterback play every time. Okay. That's fair enough. Uh, more super chats have uh, come in here since we uh, went back and read them. If I could hit the right button on my end, uh, uh, Rashid says, do you want the Colts or, the Texans to get in the playoffs experience or let the Jags take it all. You know, I, hmm. that's an interesting take. That's an interesting question. I think the Colts I'm fine with. I'm not really worried about the Colts, but the Texans, I could the see Texans that are the team you don't want in the most. I think. Yep. I absolutely agree with that. You do not want the Houston Texans to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Fields brings up who would, who would have thought Raymond and Reynolds would have been better receivers than the Titans currently have other than DeAndre Hopkins. And those are two Titans cast off who found homes in Detroit and now are division winners again. Uh, I mean, Lions actually use them right. So. Hmm. And look, Khalif Raymond has gotten better credit to him. He has gotten better. He was an undrafted free agent. The Titans found him, they used him and then he got a bigger role. That's how the NFL should work to be honest. <laughs> and then sure. Josh Reynolds was weird. Josh Reynolds, the entire experiment of Josh Reynolds as a Tennessee Titan was just weird and whatever. Uh, and then Jason says, Austin, please fix the YouTube slash Facebook comments ratio. You guys are at least five to one in YouTube's favor on read on reading comments. 
Uh, I don't, I don't have a difference if I'm reading Facebook or on YouTube. Um, I don't, I mean, I do know that a lot of the times there's about two to one viewers and comments just in general on YouTube versus Facebook. I think it's just a flat out numbers game. We're not picking and choosing, uh, YouTube over Facebook comments. So I, I don't think that's a, a thing that we're trying to do. I just think there's a lot more comments happening on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the chat now and I see more YouTube than Facebook, which is okay. Hey, well, watch how you want to watch. I I don't know. I've never, I don't think there's any sort of bias going to uh, the social media platform <laughs> that, that you are watching comments on. No, for sure. And look, sometimes you guys have, in Facebook, you can have threaded comments that you're replying to others. We can't tell if they're replies or not. And so sometimes we take those out of context. Uh, that, yeah, that does make yeah, sense. Yeah, that can kind of be weird. Um, anyway, all right. So Sam, I do want you to explain the strength of schedule, uh, but we're going to do that here in our next segment as we talk about where do we think the Titans draft pick will actually land? Because we've got the graphic right here on Tankathon. The Titans currently picking se uh, seventh. And we've got the schedules coming up of those other five win teams, the Giants or the Chargers. Where do you think the Titans will end up picking? So we'll get to your uh, opinions here on this one. The first Krebs Kubota is where you should turn for all of your equipment needs. KrebsKubota.com is the website. It's fantastic. Great looking website with a bunch of different uh, pieces of equipment uh, and information about them, how you can use them and where you should go. Columbia, Murfreesboro, or Franklin Krebs Kubota has expanded from just one store in Columbia. The Krebs family has done, been doing a great job for 18 plus years to be able to expand to Columbia and Franklin to better serve their middle Tennessee relationships, because that's what it's all about with Krebs Kubota is having a strong relationship with each other to get whatever job you have to get done, get done right and efficiently. And Krebs Kubota has the elite Kubota dealership label, which means they have the best equipment and the best warranties in the industry for you. So check them out online, KrebsKubota.com. BetMGM, uh, the king of sportsbooks, use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Whatever that first bet wager amount is, it can go back into your account in the form of a bonus bet if that bet loses when you use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. So that's the best way to do sports betting when risk is limited and you have a second chance to win big. Uh, do your sports betting now with the king of sportsbooks and get with BetMGM and BetMGM.com. All right, so Sam, where do we think the Titans are going to pick in this draft once these last two weeks are over? I'll let you explain the strength of schedule, and then we'll kind of bounce through and do a little uh, experimentation with the rest of this NFL season to see where we think the Titans will land, but kind of go through the strength of schedule and how that works out to these draft orders. Yeah, so basically head-to-head -head record. Uh, this is the most commonly, I guess, misunderstood thing by NFL fans that I see online. Head-to-head -head record does not matter at all. Uh, it matters for playoff implications and playoff seeding. But when it comes to the NFL draft, is not a factor. So you see that little uh, tab to the far right of uh, this order. That is the strength of schedule, which is the combined win percentage of all of your opponents for the season. When your opponents win, your strength of schedule number increases. When they lose, it goes down. The lower strength of schedule, as you see between the Giants, Chargers, and Titans right there, three teams at 5 and 10, the lower strength of schedule gets the better pick. That means you lost to 
quote unquote worst teams. And so you then are the worst of the group. And so if you are a Titans fan rooting for the best draft pick possible, you should be rooting for Titans opponents from this year to lose when they are playing non Titans opponents. So uh, like the Kansas city chiefs played a game this past week. Who did they play? I forget already, but. Uh, Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. Okay, never mind. Neither one of those teams. <laughs> but uh, San Francisco is an example. The The Titans pl- did not play San Francisco this year, and they did play the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Ravens won that game, which increased the Titans' strength of schedule. Had the Ravens lost, that number would be lower. And Austin, right now, the Titans would have a better draft pick than the Los Angeles Chargers had the Ravens lost that game. So if you if see the Cowboys hey, would have beaten the Dolphins, correct. then that would have been helpful as well. Yes. Correct. So yeah, you need to root for teams that the Titans played to lose. And so as we look at this one more time here, and you start to project where they're going to be in the draft order, you have to start to think about things like strength of schedule. And one that I look at, I guess this is going to be a, got to be a quick conversation so we can get to trivia yeah. here, Austin. But yeah. um, I look at the New England Patriots as very interesting because mm-hmm. their strength of schedule is 522. They finished the season and we know they're not above winning games that they probably shouldn't win uh, in order to get that quarterback. They play the New York Jets the last week who have been rough and are currently playing Trevor Simeon at quarterback. A win for the New England Patriots in week 18 would be their fifth win. And I would imagine their strength of schedule between the Bills, Dolphins, and, uh, you know, everybody else that they've played. And I guess the Jets would be a loss there if they beat the Jets. But their Mm -hmm. strength of schedule overall in the AFC has been very difficult. I think there's a world where the Titans beat them in strength of schedule and get the tiebreaker, potentially jump another spot there, could get to number four, I mean, maybe even yeah. Washington. So let's look at a couple games this upcoming weekend and see who the Titans need to have win or lose. Yeah. Because uh, I'm looking, at, you know, you have Jets to play the Browns. I don't know if the Browns, I don't think, are going to lose to the Jets because Trevor Simeon's playing tomorrow night. Lions Cowboys Saturday does yeah, not matter. Should be either. rooting for the Jets in that game. Yeah, good luck, Trevor Simeon's. I don't know when the last year he's won a game. Um, then you get to Sunday's games, and I'm looking uh, at the Sunday schedule uh, right now. Patriots Bills really doesn't affect you when it comes to strength of schedule, but if the Patriots can beat the Bills somehow and get even with you on five wins, that helps. Falcons Bears, the Bears need to beat the Falcons. Yep. Right. That's something you look at Raiders Colts. The Raiders need to beat the Colts. Well, and um, Bears, Bears, Falcons, too, is another one here because you look like Washington, right? You look at their strength of schedule. Washington played the Bears. And so like the Bears winning uh, not only hurts that like makes the Titan strength of schedule get weaker. It allows for the uh, Washington commander strength of schedule to rise. And so it, again, narrows that gap, gives you a potential scenario where you could win a tiebreaker. And the tiebreaker scenarios are going to be a lot more clear after this next week when you go into week 18, knowing here's the potential output if we lose versus if we win and what else we need to go our way. Uh, But 
generally, Falcons need to lose. That's a good thing for the Titans. Yep, for sure. Uh, and then you need the Chiefs to beat the Bengals. Yep. Uh, you could use um, the Steelers and Seahawks just tie. Uh, the Dolphins and Ravens tie Panthers, Jags tie. You know, there's a bunch of, there's uh, a bunch actually, of, uh, you'd like for the Panthers to win that game, yes. but yeah. only because, uh, you played the Jags twice. And so the Jags record does count double. Ooh. Uh, so division opponents you'd like to lose. Unfortunately for the Titans, you have like a bunch of like interdivision games here. So mm-hmm. if they lose to the Texans and Jags, the last two weeks, those are division opponents that will win. And then the Colts and Texans play each other in the final week. Uh, and so that will probably there. That's guaranteed to cancel each other out as well. Right. All right. So Sam, where do you think the Titans will end up? I think they'll pick fifth. You think fifth? Yeah, I, I think they'll Which pick fifth. I'd like the Titans. Out. Huh? Which would require losing out. Yeah, I, I, I think they're going to lose out because I think the defensive unit and the offensive line and that like I just think they're bad enough that they'll find a way to choke just about every game that they have uh and so I I do believe that they will lose these final two games they'll probably have the lead in the second half in both of them and then find a way to lose them uh unless I I reserve my right to change my opinion if CJ Beathard plays week 18 they're beating the Jags if CJ Beathard plays week 18 uh but in general I do believe that this is going to be uh two losses for the Titans as much as I'd like to think Will Levis could throw three touchdowns ball out and win some games. And as much as I'd like to see that uh, I'm not sure I see it happening for this Titans offense. I think the Titans will pick seven. I don't think they're going to move. I think it's going to kind of be a lot of chalk uh, with these teams moving forward. The giants aren't going to win. The chargers aren't going to win. Well, the, and but the chargers, the th- I'm that, tiebreaker could still go either way yeah i i also i have a theory on something i don't want to get into it i'll save it for another conversation between you and i okay interesting ah, screw it all right i feel like head to head for the draft order should be flipped because the chargers have won five games without that game removed or with that game removed the mm. titans have only won four games with that game removed yeah, I mean, I think the theory is right. You're if you're viewing the draft order as a general, a very who's worse, right? You're right. Who's, who's worse, worse should get the higher pick. The Chargers have won five games well, outside right, of the, but the Titans matchup. beat them head to head, and so it's like, well, then the Chargers are worse than the Titans because the, the Titans but they, but they have an even record, and so the Titans have only won four games, removing that game. The Chargers have won five games, removing that game. So who's worse? <laughs> It's a weird thing, right? I guess. Uh, if you uh, think head about head, it long enough. I know, hey, I, I don't expect an SEC fan to, to value head-to-head at all. So, oh, come you on. Know. No, I, oh, geez, get out of here with that. All right, uh, so Sam, let's go ahead and get to our trivia segment to wrap up this Wednesday show. It's already Wednesday, which is great. Moving fast through this holiday. Shout out to our friends, Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process. There's still time to go buy a car this year and get a great deal on that new ride in WilsonCountyHyundai.com and go see them in Lebanon. They can make it happen for you. Say hey to Payne Bone while you're out there for us in Lebanon online, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Sam, trivia time. Let's hit it now. All right, we did it. Good job. 
Uh, okay. Uh, I go with the first category and then somebody from the chat will give us the second category. Uh, no Googling is the rule here. Let's see if we can be successful in trivia, which was a, a conversation mashups or a conversation around Christmas at a family gathering, uh, Sam. So you'll be, uh, you'll like that. Um, I'm going to say movies first. Movies first. Here we go. What actress had the lead role as Mia Thermopolis in the Princess Diaries film franchise? Oh, gosh. Um, I think I, I confuse the Princess Diaries and the Princess Bride all the yes, time. Yes. No, I Princess Diaries is like the little girl film, and I do know this. You know it. Yes. I did watch that movie a lot as a kid. I, okay. I think I, I, I think I got this one right and didn't get the two confused. Anne Hathaway is right, correct? Yep. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Okay, the chat was all over that. The chat gave me confidence in thinking that was the answer because, you know, those, I don't know why I get those two confused. All right. Um, ironically, when I said the chat gets to pick the second category, I saw Danny, Lucas, and Orlando, three in a row music. So we're going to go music next. That was kind of like across the board with music. All right. All right, uh, here's the music question. Lasting 52 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and topping at number one, what rapper released the 2018 song Sicko Mode? That's a that, that's so easy, Austin. Do you know? It should be a layup for, for yeah. you. Oh, I've got, yeah, this is college. This is something that's going one. to, the chat will either know it or have no idea no, what Sicko it. Mode is. They'll know it. The chat's going to uh, know it. I mean, the chat will know it. Do you know See, it? Did you know it? I, yeah, the- I knew Travis Scott because I've gone to so many Titans practices okay. since 2018 when that song was out uh, because I did see, look, uh, Scott has no clue. Lou Man just goes with 50, skin, 50 Cent. Jay's asking for some kids' help. Uh, Daft's, I'm too old for that one. Everybody else got Travis no, Scott. That is the number one song in the world that is a hip-hop song while you're in college is – that's that's something well, that you know. That's Who's if you're in college. Artist? Who's huh? the featuring artist on that song? Um, it's a it's a classic switch up when one of the when the beat changes for like the third time. Is it Drake or yeah yeah? Chats uh, on it. It is Drake, and it's a gr- it's all time surprise because that album did not uh, list features on it so uh, mm. there was it, nobody knew drake was on the song until you listened to it and then okay i think at least i'm pretty sure that yeah, luman yeah. says he just hit the like button for us yeah hit the like button if you're watching. we need more people on the like button uh there all right uh, i'll go with the third category uh let's stick across the bottom row and go tv television all right neil patrick harris gained fame playing a teenage doctor in this abc medical sitcom mm. from 89 to 93 now everybody who didn't know Travis Scott will know this one. Yeah, I. Uh, Do you know it? No, I know both. I know. I don't know the name of it. I know kind of what the first word is, though. <laughs> it's like, is it Doobie or Doogie something? Do- yeah, Doogie Hauser. That's right. Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. Yeah. How do you so, spell that? Uh, D o o g i e, and that should fill in the rest for you. Doogie you Hauser, M D. So, hey, if you can if you can go back to back Travis Scott Doogie Hauser, then you know you're probably in your 30s. Yeah, that's yeah, sounds about right. Or you're older and then you have kids. 
that are old enough for Travis Scott. All right, so let's go with, let's get books out of the way. This 1954 William Golding novel follows a group of British boys stranded on an uninhabited island and their disastrous attempts to govern themselves. This feels like a classic and I don't know it. Yeah, me either. No idea. But like I, this honestly, is... I will I will let you know that I uh I kind of blanked out when you were reading the question. <laughs> I, I I had to go back and read it myself, but uh we're okay, getting well, a lot of yeah, chat's comments. on it. It's Lord of the Flies, apparently. Uh, yeah, I I never read this for school. I know this is a classic school read, Lord of the Flies is. This was never on my required reading list, and uh I don't read unless it's required. So uh, yeah, I never, never re read that one. All right. Uh, let's go chain restaurants. Devin, Devin says, read a book. No, respectfully. I don't have time. It takes too long. It does. Well, unless you read, read, and then you can like kill a book in a, in an afternoon. I don't have time to do that. I don't have time. That's, to tr that's also true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I barely got time for a movie. All right. Chain restaurants. Uh, okay. Chain restaurants. There it is. Since 2014, we have the meats has been a slogan said in commercials for what fast food chain. That's a softball. That's an easy one. That is a softball. Let's see. Let's see. And we're getting called out by the way for not reading. Yeah, we are. But Hey, I will say Demetrius uh, says the giver is better. The giver. Great book. I didn't Patrick read that says, one. reading makes your writing better guys. And he's correct. Uh, as does researching the NFL uh, CBA and researching how salary cap works. That makes your reading better too. And your topics. That's true. Well, also I, diving into the NFL draft people, prospects. I do read. I just don't read books. Yes. We I read, read all the time. I read Con about things that I find interesting. Constantly reading stuff just about third round cornerback prospects that Sam was <laughs> yeah. <the> senior bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So Arby's but is the correct Arby's answer. Arby's is going to be the right answer here. The um, giver was fantastic. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. And Rashid says he's driving by an Arby's right now. Let's go. All right. Are you been... ready for celebrity mashup? I'm so ready for celebrity mashup. Bang. Right, there it is. Oh, oh God. Okay. Uh, well, I have the inside. I think I have the outside. Who do you think the outside is? Is it James Spader? No, I don't think so. James Spader, that tan. I mean, the inside is Amy Poehler. Oh, I know who the outside is. Rashid got the outside, I think now. Mark Ruffalo. Is it? Looks who like I his hair. Like. It looks like his hair. I don't think it looks like his chin area, though. Who's Rob Schneider? That's not Rob Schneider. I think it's Ruffalo. I think it's Vince Vaughn. I thought Vince Vaughn too, but Vince Vaughn's hairline is not like that. Vince Vaughn's got a better hairline. Does he though now? And Vince Vaughn has a has a taller face. That head is too wide. I have no idea who the inside is, but that is it's Mark Amy Poehler. Oh, it is Amy Poehler. Yeah, I'm pot. Yeah, that's definitely Amy Poehler. The outside, I don't know for sure. I, I I'm guess pretty sure that let's go. Be... Majority chat is saying Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo's I hair. It, I don't think it Matt is. says Brad Garrett. I don't know who Brad Garrett is. Neither do I. Uh, but that is not Vince Vaughn's like lower face. I really either. don't think it's Mark Ruffalo, but we are going to I go think with it's that. definitely Ruffalo. 
Amy Poehler. Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo is wrong. Yeah, man. I've seen a lot of Mark Ruffalo movies. It does look... Somebody said Billy Crystal. That does look like Billy Crystal, but about like 15 years ago. All right. Well, we'll come back to it. Let's uh, let's get these out of the way here. Dang, that was tough. NBA. uh, What Western Conference team selected Julius Randle seventh overall in the 2014 draft? I do know this. This is kind of tricky. But who drafted Julius Randle? who drafted Julius Randle? This is a tricky one. Did the Lakers, Orlando's is Lakers. Now we're seeing a lot. Did the Lakers draft Julius Randle? Yeah, it was the Lakers. I I think it would be easy to think Pelicans because he did spend some time with the Pelicans, but that was after his Lakers tenure. And just as I said that, Jonah comes in with the Pelicans comment. So yeah, uh, it was the Lakers though. Uh, Let's go to the, uh, the sport where I outdrive Sam. No, gosh, back to that. The Australian golfer bogeyed the final four of the 2012 Open Championship to blow a four-stroke lead to Ernie Els, but he later became a major champion winning the 2013 Masters. I know this Mm. one. The list of Australian golfers that have won a Masters is limited, so. Yeah, but it was a long time ago. It was 10 years ago, dude. Sure, yeah, he's still still active. Sergio Spanish. No, Sergio is I don't think he's even Spanish. I think he's like Argentinian. Sergio Spanish. Is he he not? I think he's from Argentina. Is this Brad Garrett? (laughs) Um who I I don't I don't know who this is. Is, Oh, uh it could be it's not Jason Day, is it? No, I, I think Devin is correct here. I think this is Adam Scott. Not okay. to be confused with actor Adam Scott. Right. Golfer, Australian Adam Australian Scott. Australian golfer Adam Scott is who I'm pretty sure this is. Uh, I, Jason. Mm, I think Jason. J, I think Jason Day. I don't think Jason Day's one of Masters. JR says that he's a golfer, but he's not going to. I think it's Jason Day. But Titans Kyle says Adam Scott. I think it's Adam Scott. That was my Jay. I don't. I don't think different Jay. Two Jays. One Jay says he's a golfer and he won't answer. But Jay says that Jason Day lives three suburbs east, which is not really saying much. Yeah, that doesn't say much at all. I uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty sure a bunch of Titans players live three suburbs within me too. Same with Sam. I th- uh, I think it's Adam. Do you want to go with Adam Scott? That's fine. We can go Adam champion. Scott. Boom. Okay. Got it. Yeah. All right. Patrick confirms here. Day has not won a Masters, so that's what I thought there. NFL. Cleo Lemon, John Beck, and Trent Green started games at QB for this 2007 AFC team that went in Abyssal 1-15. I know this. I don't know any of the quarterbacks. What? I don't don't know know who Trent Green well, I, like I don't know who he would have played for in 07, but 07, 1 and 15 means they picked number one in 08, which means it would be Miami, right? Exactly. The Miami Dolphins. Because they took uh long Luke. Jake Long or whatever. Yeah, Jake, Jake Long. Jake Long. Yeah, Miami Dolphins. Boom. Okay, yes. And now do we want to double dip on celebrity here? We have to. 
We have no other option to. I you gotta have to zoom this in a little bit. I this outside is crushing me on this. All right, I so apparently see, Brad see, Garrett. So Roy is bringing up Brad Garrett. Matt says Brad Garrett book it, and I Brad Garrett is apparently the all right Brad brother Garrett. to Ray Romano for Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. Liz says Robert California, which is why I started with with James Spader. Yeah, I don't think it's him though. I don't think he's this tan. I don't think he even he doesn't even really have hair. James Spader. Yeah, not I really. think Brad Garrett's a good guess because that now that I'm now that I know who that is, it looks like his like face, like his like chin neck. Brad Garrett. Oh, we gotta put Amy back in there. That's correct. Oh. That is what a pull. I mean, I've I don't know that show at all. I've never really seen that. I've never seen that show. So I know Ray Romano, and that's all from there. You Bruce go. Raymond. We got it right. We got it right. But hey, while we got it right, congrats on the uh, trivia win for everybody. That means 40% off all of our merch at shop.adazesportsnational.com. I'm going to go ahead and grab the link uh, for you guys because we still have gear there. Our merch is moving and we need you guys to buy our stuff so we don't have to keep it in our garages because the merch is moving. So make sure you get 40% off at shop.itisesportsnational.com. I'm wearing uh, the t-shirt right now. Sam is wearing the hat. We're out of Nashville hats, but you can still get that hat minus the Nashville script at the bottom. So go check it out. Shop.itisesportsnational.com for 40% off of all of our merch. And then the faster we get rid of this stuff, the sooner we can start working on our next version of gear and that is where it's going to get really exciting for everybody so go get that stuff at 40 percent off so we can move forward with that progress mm -hmm. sam yeah. uh you'll be at titans practice later on today we'll see what happens with will levis um and we'll stay gl glued to all of our social media to see if will levis does practice today and we'll be looking out for that mm -hmm. but also buck this is ahead. a guarantee right now there's a full video coming of Will Levis's practice highlights, uh, uh, like so, Instagram reel, Facebook reel, all this stuff. Like, it, assuming Will Levis is out there, which Mike Vrabel, in, you know, insinuated he would be. Check out how Will Levis is looking at practice uh, on A to Z Sports on all social medias. There you go, and then Buck Rising will react to it live tonight for A to Z Sports Prime Time. And make sure you hit that like button before you head out of here on Facebook, YouTube. Hit that like button. We need more likes. We appreciate you guys for helping out. We'll see you guys later on. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Talk to you tomorrow morning.